Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler. It's September 1st. It's basically our Friday. Yes. Thursday is our Friday because yes. we don't work Fridays. That's right. And it's a long weekend. Are you excited? Well, yeah. going to be a be uh, pool a, weekend? A hot weekend. Yeah. I'm going to be in my pool. You know, Labor Day weekend just kind of screams last full weekend of summer, right. doesn't it? It does, except, I mean, I feel bad. All the kids are in school, right. full swing, and, right. you know, yeah. but for, for adults, yeah, it kind of is the last hurrah but, uh, of summer. You know, high school football's back, yeah. and yet you look at some of these temperatures, they're going to have some warm yeah. games. There's a couple yeah. Saturday games, I know. Georgetown's playing Saturday, Bismarck's playing Saturday, and I think you're looking at temperatures that might touch 90. Yeah, that's hot. I don't know that that's ideal playing conditions, Mm-mm, necessarily. So. No. But hey, I want to jump right into direct okay. line this week, and several stories really caught my eye, and one comes from Southwest Airlines. They had a former flight attendant by the name of Charlene Carter. She'd served with Southwest for over 20 years, had no complaints against mm-hmm. her in her personnel file, but she was fired by Southwest Airlines in March of 2017 for pro-life posts and messages that the company said were highly offensive in nature. And so I kind of did a deep dive into this, and here's why I did a deep dive. Uh, Recently, a jury ruled in her favor that Mm -hmm. she was fired without justification and awarded her $5 million. That's a pretty nice payday. Yeah. Well, Carter, adamantly pro-life, found out that her union dues were being used to send representatives to the Women's March in Washington, Mm D.C. and Mm -hmm. advocating for abortion rights. And she said, I don't want my union money to be used for that any longer. She uh, had a meeting with one of uh, the union reps and basically said, I don't want this to happen anymore. And she was basically told tough luck. You know, you don't really, uh, you can say you're not a part of the union any longer, but you still are going to have your union dues deducted. So she decided that she was going to try to counter that. And on her personal social media Mm -hmm. made pro-life stance, her her Mm pro-life stance known. Mm -hmm. She was called into a meeting and the next day she was fired. And so this is another example from my perspective of the system does eventually work for people that are treated unjustly, people Mm -hmm. that have a pro-life perspective, people that have a biblical stance on an issue along Mm -hmm. those lines, but they do go through quite a bit of turmoil between the time that they're let go and to the time that they are eventually receiving their day in court. Mm -hmm. So as you read through that, what do you think? Well, it says that she could be hired back. I don't know if I would want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would want to, but yeah. it's amazing that you can have such a clean record, 20 years, not one complaint, everything yeah. great. And just because of what you put on your social media page, right. someone can fire you over that. And, and the most troubling thing about it, and again, I need to say in full disclosure, I've never been a part of a union. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't even really know mm-hmm. how even that plays out, right. but it was the union 
pushing right. Southwest Airlines to fire her, right. and Southwest Airlines went along with that. Isn't that the opposite of what unions are supposed to do for I their employees? I would think so. I would yeah. think so. And, and yeah. most disturbing of all for me is that this involves Southwest Airlines. I love Southwest right. Airlines. Right. I try to fly Southwest every time I possibly can. I was hoping that they were a company that was above the fray when it came to the kind of this woke you know, politically mm-hmm. correct. You've got to be in this lane mindset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this is, you know, one example and it's not going to be the the status quo for right. this company moving forward. But I, I say congratulations to Charlene Carter. You know, right. some may look at that and say, did she really need to receive $5 million? And the answer to that is probably not, quite honestly. But at the same time, I think the message has to be sent. We live in America. We live in the land of the free. Right. And I think uh, women and men have fought for over 200 years to give people the right Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. freedom of Mm -hmm. speech. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you could be fired because you say, I think every life matters. That's not America. It's not like she stood up on the intercom on the plane and said it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Pre-flight announcements. It was her own personal uh, social media page. And so congratulations, Charlene (laughs) Carter. Shame on you, Southwest Airlines. And hopefully you learn from this and hopefully it doesn't happen again. (laughs) So the next time you fly and you click on Southwest, they might might have flagged you already. (laughs) They may have. They (laughs) They might not let you buy a ticket. (laughs) But but again... um, to me, I think at the end of the day, there are many more people than not that look at this and say that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's probably a handful of people, maybe even some people listening mm-hmm. to direct line that are mm-hmm. saying she should have been fired. You're only allowed to have one perspective. Right. I think the overwhelming majority of people would mm-hmm. say this is Looney Tunes. Right. This is craziness. Right. Right. And I think uh, stories like this remind me that there is still justice even if it takes a while. For sure. I mean, when I, if I'm sitting on a Southwest flight and it's going down, I don't really care what the <laughs> flight attendant's view is on political issues or right. woke issues. I just want, does she know how to get the, right. you know, pull all the right buttons and get me out of here? <laughs> now, I was up early uh, Monday morning and uh, news had broke late Sunday night mm-hmm. that one of the most popular yeah. Southern Baptist ministers mm-hmm. in America, a guy by the name of Matt Chandler mm-hmm. of the Village Church in Dallas, he was stepping aside for a season. Here's the headline, Matt Chandler steps aside after inappropriate online relationship. And uh, a mega church, uh, frankly, I- I'm impressed with a lot of what the Village yeah. Church does. Yes. They're one of the few churches that publish policy positions on important issues of the day. So Mm. you can go there and you Mm -hmm. can find what they would call like a white paper of a variety of different topics. Mm. A lot of your larger churches have stopped doing that Mm -hmm. because they don't want to become targets for a lawsuit. I I love the Village Church along those lines. But um, as I got into this, I I was a little surprised at what I was reading, quite honestly. So um, you know it well enough to give the summary or you want me to? Well, from what I understand, he had an they're calling it an inappropriate relationship with a woman in his church. Both the his wife and her husband were aware of it. It right. didn't, wasn't sexual. It wasn't right. romantic. It was just coarse um, joking, coarse joking, right. familiar, right. and frequent. Right. Right. Which and the way it came to light is this lady yes. that he had this online relationship. One of her friends had become privy to it and right. had seen some of it right. and confronted Matt Chandler. Right, I think after a sermon on Sunday sounded morning like it. and said this is wrong. Right now, at that point, you're a powerful megachurch pastor. I don't know how to you know 
rate how powerful he is. But, I mean, he's one of the best-known preachers in America. It would have been very easy for him to say, you know, you're a quack. You're a nut job. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you think. (laughs) Out of my face. Mm -hmm. He went to his elders Mm -hmm. or deacons or whatever they have, his leaders. And he basically said, this charge has been made against me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's right. Here's my phone. Mm -hmm. Here's my account. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Which I think there's honor in that. I really do. I think the fact that... His wife was aware. The Mm -hmm. fact that this lady's husband was aware Mm -hmm. shows that it's not a secret type of thing. And yet the elders, whatever the ruling body is called, they determined that it was inappropriate. Uh, They hired someone to... Well, they hired a uh, law firm to come in and to check it all out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, do you know the term uh, Acts 29? Acts 29 church church planting planting? Mark Driscoll. Yeah. Who's you know experienced the whole crash and <laughs> right, burn? Right. Well, Matt Chandler took over leadership of Acts Twenty Nine okay. when Mark Driscoll went to where Mark Driscoll is right, now at, right. and um, uh, initially the article said that Chandler was still going to lead Acts Twenty Nine, mm-hmm. and then they that's Christianity Today put out an updated mm-hmm, article mm-hmm. several hours later that said Acts Twenty Nine mm-hmm. had asked him to step aside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all this to say, I've got a couple thoughts. Number one, this leaves me with more questions than answers. Right. Number two, I'm reminded, and we talked about this yesterday, h- how important it is just to be wise. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, mm-hmm. to to think before you click send. To think mm-hmm. about. I mean, I, I'm guilty at times of sharing things I probably shouldn't. Quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about this? Well, I think, like you said, it raises a lot more questions. They didn't disclose the report. Um, and, you know, I've read some things where they're saying, really, just disc- disclose the information so it answers the questions. Um, I don't know. I think it it creates an uh, interesting dynamic. I mean, we work together. We're coworkers, male, female. I mean, we're in a thread. We do Wordle together every day, but there's also someone else in the thread with us. It's not just you and me. I mean, I don't know. I think... I think you have to look. There's working relationships. There's friendships, right? um, Brother sister kind of relationships. I I don't know. I think it 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 raises the question. You mean you can't just be truly friends? Yeah. You can't just be friends who joke sometimes and yeah. Well, I think you can, but again, that's what I'm saying is it may be that the the um the source, the the nuts and bolts of this thread mm-hmm. really is inappropriate. We don't know. Right. And I don't know how you're going to find out. You know, right. The fact that he is saying, I support my leadership's decision, right. says a lot about Absolutely. him, I think. You know, you probably don't remember this, but um, it was our friend Terry Goodwin that started this thread. Right. It's probably been a couple years yeah. now. And a meme was shared at one point. And I remember you saying something along the lines of, I don't find that funny. And it was something about weight at that point. And I thought it was hilarious, but it caused me to step back and say, you know, the fact that she is saying it's not appropriate. I I need to make Mm. sure that I'm really looking at this. Mm. Or that you said something like, I don't find it funny or something along those lines. And my point in that Mm. is I think that's where relationship uh, integrity comes into play. Right. You know what I'm right. saying along those lines. Right. So I don't know. Well, I agree with you about the fact that it speaks a lot that he is and, and a, a lot that he's saying he respects his his elders or his deacon board or whatever. But he also is not dis you know disfaming or whatever the the woman that brought the initial right. claim. Um, so 
when he's protecting her name because yeah. people have said we want to see it right. and he has said I'm, I'm not I don't even want her to be a part of this right. so right yeah. whereas we've seen other oh. other things in the past Throw where people under the bus left y- and right y- right yeah. right yeah. so I mean I hope it's something that they can you know restore him and it, yeah. do, it doesn't seem like something you should lose your position you over leadership. Yeah. Yeah. But, who but knows? Here's, here's the other thing I would say, and I'll wrap this up and we'll go to break. Okay. I think Satan, I believe very much that Satan is a real adversary. Yeah, sure. And I think he will use anything to get a foothold. Sure. So I'm thinking of that passage in Philippians where it says that the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. And I know I need my heart and my sure. mind guarded we all do. by the Holy Spirit. Right. So I ju- right. it's just a reminder right. to, to be wise. Well, be now prudent. that I've lost 20 pounds, maybe I would think that <laughs> meme is funny now. So I don't know. <laughs> it could have just been I was having a bad day back then. I don't know. I don't even remember it. Yeah, but. it was a long time ago. Well, hey, <laughs> let's go to break when we come back i want to talk about the stock market do you oh, know anything good. about the stock market oh, I've, I, I've heard about it don't participate in it but... i want to talk about lizzo do you know who lizzo is <laughs> i did not and now i want I to do. talk about the death of what many are calling a great world yeah. leader yeah. you're listening to direct line we'll be right back after this you want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg. It's Steph. It's September 1st. And uh, are you a stock market watcher? (laughs) Nope. In 2022, (laughs) stock market's down 24%. Yeah. And so that's not good. Yeah. So, but you're not worried. You're not losing sleep at night. You're not worried. <laughs> well, I'm not losing money because okay. I don't have any okay, money okay, in it. So right. I don't care. Now my mother, that's a different story. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been a hard year, yeah. but you know, Sunday it's second church. We took the morning and we looked at that account in Mark chapter 10, mm-hmm. where Jesus had that encounter with the rich young ruler. Right. And he said, go sell what you have, give to the poor, mm-hmm. follow me. Mm-hmm. And I just 
thought as I read this article yesterday from CNBC that, you know, Dow closes down 300 points, 24% down for the year, that maybe there is a message for American Christians in this that uh, let's don't put our hope and trust in the stock market. Well, I would certainly hope not. Let's put our hope and trust in the kingdom. That's right. So, hey, and you know, two things I wanted you to speak to real quickly from the message that I actually stole from another preacher. One of my favorite preachers is Tim Keller from Redeemer Presbyterian in New York City. He said, when you fall in love with Jesus, you become strangely content. When you fall in love with Jesus, you become radically generous. Hmm. How do we hear that in light of a free-falling stock market? How do we hear that in light of inflation and recession? Well, I mean, it's such a deeper issue. It's your everything. Everything rests on your relationship with Jesus, and you know when you lose a loved one, you know that. When when some you know when something catastrophic happens in your life, if, if even if it doesn't deal with money, you know it's your relationship with Jesus that carries you through those things. Yeah. So I was thinking about that old hymn, and I don't know who made this hymn or wrote this hymn, but turn your eyes upon mm-hmm. Jesus, look, look full, full in, in His, his wonderful, wonderful face. face. The things of earth will grow strangely mm-hmm. dim mm-hmm. in the light of His glory and grace, well, or something. Sure. Along and those you know, lines, and I think about know? when when people that you you love, you watch them, and maybe their their own life is ending. They're not laying in that bed thinking about the stock market. Yeah, now, you, right. It <laughs> so, doesn't matter at that point. At that point, right. it you can't matter. take it with That's you. Right. That's right. So anyway, finding contentment mm-hmm. and choosing generosity. That's a goal I have for my mm-hmm. life, and I mm-hmm. think that's a goal Christ followers should have right. in this world that we live in. And it doesn't have to be only with your money. Right. It's generosity of time, and um, time is, I think, a big one. Yeah. Hey, so a headline this week was that Lizzo (laughs) claims oppression. And I got to tell you, I didn't know who Lizzo is. You didn't know who she was? I looked her up. Yeah. Garrett, do you know who Lizzo is? Okay, wow. Ladies, Lizzo? Yeah? Okay, so see, we're just not with it. We're just not hip. I guess not. Do you watch the MTV uh, VMAs? I don't either. No. But at the awards, she (laughs) claimed oppression. Uh And she said, you got to get out and vote because people like me which that's not you know the greatest way to phrase it, but people like me are oppressed. People and like so, me, what, millionaires? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, rolling I mean, in the dough. Now, right. I do think there is oppression, and I think there are people that are absolutely oppressed in this world, but I don't know that a multimillionaire at the age of 34 Mm-mm. that's honored you know, at the MTV right. Music Awards right. is someone that I would right. say is oppressed. So. so I did look her up because I guess there was some, you know, Hub 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 around her dress or something. It right. was quite the dress. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'd never seen anything yeah. like that. Well, and I will say this: that there was an African American comedian that took some real shots at her, really made fun of her, mm-hmm. and that's wrong. Right. I mean, you shouldn't do that. I mean, right. we talked about it in the whole uh, Will Smith Chris right. Rock thing. I mean. Chris Rock was wrong, but can't we say that about every comedian that's out there? I mean, when you get right down to it, I mean, the world of comedy is mean, you know? I would laugh when people would say the clean comedian, blah, 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 blah. I mean, comedy in a lot of instances is is making fun of people, and I don't know that I would call that oppression, though, I guess is my point. Did you read this article? I did. The whole thing? I did. I did. Uh, There's a lot of detail about her skincare and beauty products. Did you get that far? Yeah, I didn't. Who 
cares? <laughs> I don't understand why there is such detail about what she's putting in her hair and on her face. I mean, well, if this is news yeah. and this is what yeah. is important to people, yeah. I think we're in trouble. Well, my I don't old... care what bronzer she wears. Yeah, I my... don't care about her finished powder and her eyeliner. What is a bronzer? I don't know what a bronzer is. It's a sun-kissed bronzer. You kiss your skin with this bronzer. So I've been doing it all along. I've never used a bronzer. <laughs> I wow. don't think you're supposed to. You don't th- oh, it's a women thing I think it's only? a woman thing. This, see, that seems wrong. Oh, are you, do you feel oppressed? I feel oppressed. I have an extra bronzer that I'm not using. Well, I'll bring no, it to you. I'll take a pass. Okay. Hey, last thing. Do you remember where you were in 1987 when well, Ronald Reagan gave a speech? We were graduating from high school. Yep. And he gave a speech. Tear down that wall. Mr. Gorbachev yeah. opened the gate. Yeah. Speaking of the Berlin Gate. Right. Mr. Gorbachev, tear right. down this wall. Right. And in the years that followed, couple years that followed, that mm-hmm. Berlin Wall did come down. Right. And communism, as we knew it, was no more. Mm-hmm. Well, the Gorbachev was a Mikhail Gorbachev, yep. and uh, he was the leader of the Soviet Union mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. and he passed away on Tuesday at the age of 91. Yeah. I think of what's happening now in Russia mm-hmm. with Putin, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I wish that it was someone like a Gorbachev right. that was running the show today right. instead. Right. But um, he'll, he, he's been considered by many as a great world leader, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably legit I think in many so, ways. Too. I think so. Now, i got to tell you something i found a commercial that i'm going to link on my facebook page when the show is over <laughs> okay and it's a pizza hut commercial and it shows two russians during the time arguing over whether gorbachev is a good guy or gorbachev is a bad guy uh-huh. and they're going back and forth and they conclude he's a great guy because there's now pizza hut in moscow <laughs> it's a pretty cool commercial so well, i can't wait to see it you'll have to check that out i will do so that. anyway um <laughs> condolences to the family that's of right Mikhail that's Gorbachev. right that's right hey let's go to break when we come back we're going to talk about the walk for life the Walk for Life is three and a half weeks away, and we've got a couple ladies from the Women's Care Clinic with us in studio. Mariah and Annie, you're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, September 1. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. 
This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. The Direct Line, this is Stephanie and Greg, and we could not do Direct Line without our sponsors, and we want to give a shout out to them. Uh, we're thankful for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, and the team at Hans Tank Wash. And you know, speaking of the team at Hans Tank Wash, they are donating their commercial time to the Women's Care Clinic. That's right. And we are blessed to have in studio with us from the Women's Care Clinic, Mariah Hansen and Annie Dykstra. Is that Welcome. right? That's right. Welcome, Welcome to Thank Direct you. Line. And so, Mariah, you're no stranger to Direct Line, but I wanted to get you in because three and a half weeks away, walk for life. Yeah, we're so excited. And September so, 24th. Yeah, Lincoln yeah. Park. Yes. Tell us absolutely. all about the walk for life this year. So September 24th, we'll be out for the Walk for Life. Check-in starts at 9.30, and then we'll do our walk as we do every year. But then something new this year is the vendor fair. So we're going to have a petting zoo, face oh, painting, fun. balloons, live wow. music, things like that. Nice. I hear uh, Steph might be there, too, with Maybe the band. a little bit of live music. Wow. Yeah. I Very didn't know exciting. that. Yeah. Okay. Charlie. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so what's the time on it? Uh, 9.30 is check-in, okay. and then walk starts at 10, and it'll run till 1. 1 o'clock, okay. Yeah. And, and food will be available, or we yes. don't know? <laughs> oh, we'll okay. have food for That's sure. So important. Well, we got to make food. sure, yeah. right? Well, yeah. so we'll have Royal Donut. Okay. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah, going yeah, to have yeah, yeah. Mad wow. Girl there. Okay. Okay. It's very exciting. Wow. And then we'll have hot dogs on the grill for lunch. Okay. Nice. Man, that sounds great. Yeah, very exciting. Hey, so Mariah, you know, June 24, things changed in such a great way. From my perspective, when the Supreme Court in the Dobbs decision decided that Roe needed to go. Casey mm. needed to go. And so I think the thought process for many people, this was over 49 years in the making where people right. have been fighting to overturn what I think is one of the worst decisions in Supreme Court history, mm-hmm. Roe versus mm-hmm. Wade. But I think for some people, they're saying the victory's won. We've won. The battle's over. And I think especially in this state that many of us mm-hmm. live in here mm-hmm. in Illinois, mm-hmm. the battle's really just beginning Talk about the pro-life realities, especially in Illinois, in light of that Supreme Court decision. Well, we know that that decision only took the decision back to the states, right? And so if we look at Illinois, our laws very much protect abortion Mm -hmm. and protect um, a woman if she wants to get an abortion, right? So in Illinois, the reality is the battle is not, it's just started in reality. So Mm -hmm. things are... um, yeah, things have just started for us at the Women's Care Clinic. Hmm. Nothing that we do changes. Mm-hmm. Nothing has gotten, quote unquote, easier or yeah. different. It's just, it stayed the same for us. Well, and I can't, uh, I don't have data to back this up, but I've received emails from multiple people that said one of the nefarious things that Planned Parenthood is doing is they are setting up makeshift abortion clinics in communities near state borders hmm. where mm. abortion has been greatly restricted. And I guess it's a documented fact that in Carbondale now, there okay. is a makeshift abortion okay. clinic. Hmm. One of the cities that was listed was Danville. 
Hmm. And so I don't know. That may be a false rumor. I don't right, know that that's right. the case, but I wouldn't personally put it past right. Planned Parenthood. Right. And it just reminds me that the work of the Women's Care Clinic, you know, and other mm-hmm. ministries that are there to help women mm-hmm. and men are as important and as needed as ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I was at an event in Lafayette last weekend where I met with a pregnancy center there mm-hmm. and we're doing work to try to help, you know, because we are on the border. We're right. really close to Indiana. Right. They're right. also really close to Illinois. Right. So we're working collaborating across the border yeah. to, mm-hmm. to help families, help women. Cause I think just two weeks ago, your state Steph, Indiana uh, passed new laws related to abortion. And I think abortion is severely restricted now in the state of Indiana. You're correct. You're Praise correct. the Lord. I would say, right. Right. Hey, so I wanted to talk to you guys, and Annie, I'm going to have you jump in and speak to this, but last Friday, I had the opportunity to travel to Jacksonville, Illinois, and I had no idea how far Jacksonville, Illinois is. (laughs) How far is it? Um, Man, it took every bit of two and a half hours to get there. It's a long, long Mm -hmm. drive. But I was invited by a friend to be a part of pastor training for a ministry called Deeper Still. Mm -hmm. And Deeper Still exists primarily through retreats to help women and men that have abortion in their past Mm -hmm. and have never really adequately dealt with that. And it was an emotional morning. It was a moving Mm -hmm. morning. I'm excited to announce that three weeks from this morning on direct line, we're going to get to hear from two special ladies, Tori Mm -hmm. and Cheryl. They're going to share their stories Mm -hmm. of abortion Mm -hmm. and why they now work with Deeper Still. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just reminded that, yes, we need to be on the front lines of fighting for life. Yes, we need to be educating people that every life matters. But as a pastor, Mm -hmm. you know, Steph, as a worship minister, Mm -hmm. I'm reminded one of the stats I heard last week is that anywhere from 33 to 45 percent of the women in your church, Mm -hmm. 18 Mm -hmm. and above, probably have abortion Mm -hmm. in their past. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. that was a stunning, stunning statistic to me. So how does a guy like me, a preacher like me, how do we have churches that are truly full of grace? How do we help women and men that have that in their past? Annie, tackle that. Um, I met with a client probably about a month ago, and she was pregnant, but she had an abortion before. She chose life for this baby. Yeah. Um, The the feelings and emotions she dealt with Mm -hmm. at that time are so hard because they feel, they feel guilt right? because they've chose life for this baby. But what could, you know, they think about that other life that they, I think with our churches and people in our communities, we have to remember that these, when they have abortions, it's never a malice decision. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it out of hate. Um, They're not getting any joy. No, they're not. They are struggling. Um, They have a hard time taking care of themselves, let alone another Mm -hmm. human being. And I think it starts well before um, an abortion or pregnancy even happens. It starts with our youth. Okay. It starts with, I have an almost 11-year-old daughter, and we've started talking because it starts with her um, respecting her body. It starts with all of these things before they ever walk into an abortion clinic or even come see us and want to choose life for their Mm -hmm. babies. Um, It's... It starts well before, and I think that if we can, if we can start that um, discussion younger, mm-hmm. and we can start, mm-hmm. and even for the you know the young boys, you mm-hmm. know, respecting we have respect for women, we have respect for our bodies. But to, in today's society, it's mm. it's hard. I'm not that old, but my kids are teenagers and in high school, and social media has taken mm-hmm. off, yeah. and mm-hmm. every you know the world has changed, and I can't even raise them the way I was raised, right? Or you know, I have to really shift my thinking. So mm-hmm. I think that it really, 
it starts young and it starts with um, being Christ-like, you know, showing love to these women because Mariah and I know the ones that come in for abortions need the love the most. Yeah. Yeah. And we gravitate towards them really, really. I I mean, I guess what struck me from what you just said was that no one has an abortion and it's done with malice. No. And I think that probably maybe sometimes Christians um, get this reputation or something that we think anyone that is voting for abortion that you know they're just awful people they're the bad guys they're the bad guys they i mean they they definitely vote i guess different than i would but i think i'm I'm really glad that you said that that Mm -hmm. there's not malice involved um and that sometimes it's just a simple fact i can't even take care of myself how am i going to take care of another Mm -hmm. human being Thank you for bringing that up. I yes. needed to hear that. Yes, absolutely. I think one of the lies of the abortion industry, and I do think there's malice with the abortion industry, absolutely. but I think one of the lies mm-hmm. is that, do you remember the Staples easy buttons? Yes. I don't know if you remember yes. that or not. Yeah. They have sold abortion as just push that easy button. Mm-hmm. I go have this procedure mm-hmm. and everything's great. My life mm-hmm. goes on. Mm-hmm. And they don't speak to mm-hmm. the years of torment. I mean, the story mm-hmm. that we're going to tell three weeks mm-hmm. from now is that, mm-hmm. you know, for years, these ladies kept this to themselves. Mm-hmm. People around them didn't mm-hmm. even know it. And mm-hmm. they lived in agony. Mm-hmm. And no Christ follower should ever go through life right. with that kind of agony. You know, I got a call this week. I don't think I told you this stuff from one of our church members. And he said, um, you know, do you does the church have an official opinion on abortion, an official stance on abortion? Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of official stances as a church per se, mm-hmm. beyond the Bible, mm-hmm. beyond Jesus Christ. But I said, but I'll just say for me and for everybody I know on staff, we are radically pro-life and right. adamantly right. pro-life. Right. Well, he went on and he said that uh, someone that he loves dearly had really challenged him and said the Bible doesn't speak about abortion. You can't find the word abortion right. in the Bible, right. so anything goes. Hmm. Where the Bible speaks, we speak. Hmm. Where the Bible's silent, we're silent was kind of the, the hmm. philosophy that was sent as well. And so we talked through it. He doesn't believe that, mm-hmm. but he's saying, how do I answer mm-hmm. that? And I think we have failed in our churches mm-hmm. of helping really develop a theology of life mm-hmm. and speaking to mm-hmm. issues along these lines. That's why I'm so excited about our new series on right. culture that's coming right. up, mm-hmm. the different issues we're going to tackle. Right. We're going to do it with grace. We're going to do it with love. Mm-hmm. We want to have better mm-hmm. conversations. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is the theology of life in the Bible? Mm-hmm. What is the theology mm-hmm. of death in the Bible? Mm-hmm. What, what is mm-hmm. it there? Mm-hmm. So uh, any thoughts, Mariah, about all of this <laughs> as uh, our leader of the Women's Care Clinic, the important ministry that mm-hmm. churches can have um, on the cause for life? Well, I think it's important to talk about it, first of all. You know, if we don't have conversations, mm-hmm. what yeah. are we doing? Right. right? And I think mm-hmm. it's so important that our churches define what that looks like, that we begin to not look at culture to define things, but we look to the Bible and we look to Jesus to define those things. Yeah. So I think it's great that our local pastors are, you know, working to define those things for yeah. the people mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we need to lean on one another. You know, for mm-hmm. me, the very first time I preached a pro-life sermon. I, I, I didn't have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. I, I had to do a lot of that mm-hmm. work on myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's great that we have ministries like the Women's Care Clinic, but lean on one another. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where to start, give us a shout. Mm-hmm. We'd love to be there and be able to help. Hey, I want to transition back to the Walk for Life. How crucial is the Walk for Life? I mean, it's a fundraiser, obviously. How right. crucial is this in the ministry of the Women's Care Clinic? 30 years old, by the way. 30 right? years this year. <laughs> yeah, right. very exciting. Um, the Walk for Life is very crucial. It not only brings the community together to walk and show the community that we care and that we love them, mm-hmm. but it is one of our biggest fundraisers. Yeah. So everything that 
we do is free to all of our clients, right? We don't ever want mm-hmm. finances to be a burden. We mm-hmm. never want uh, the fact that they do or don't have insurance to get in the way mm-hmm. of right. services that they deserve. Right. So everything's free. So coming to the Walk for Life, giving, whether it's $5 mm-hmm. or $500. Or $5,000. Or 5000 or, 5, or 50000 right. you know? Right. Every uh, dollar makes an impact mm-hmm. to what yeah. we do at the Women's Care Clinic. So the Walk for Life is, it's very important mm-hmm. and very vital to mm-hmm. our community and what we do. Yeah. Well, and you say it's not free. I, you say it's free. It's free to the client, but it's right. not free. No, Those it is not. Those pregnancy tests yes. still cost. Mm-hmm. Yes. That ultrasound machine, you know, was not, you know, it's right. still cost for us to make that happen right and yeah. we've we've kind of done the math right it's about 280 dollars okay. for each person to walk through our hmm. services yeah um not including their things that they earn but 280 dollars for them to hmm. walk through our services yeah. that'd be an interesting way to maybe challenge people like 280 bucks could take care of one you know woman and how many could you give, you know? Yeah. What do you have any specific needs right now beyond like financial giving uh, volunteer opportunities for people? Yeah. Yes. We love volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, Our biggest need right now is to work one-on-one with the women. Mm -hmm. So each woman woman is uh, paired up with an advocate. Uh We call them advocates Mm -hmm. and they meet one-on-one with them weekly throughout their pregnancy and then throughout um, the first year of their child's life. Mm -hmm. So we're in need of those women to come Mm -hmm. in and sit one-on-one even if you don't feel like you're naturally gifted in that, we would love to hmm. start that conversation because you'd be surprised at mm. what you're mm-hmm. you're gifted in. Mm-hmm. So that's our biggest need right now. Hmm. Okay. How, so how can someone get a hold of you if they if some woman is listening and saying, "I think I could make I could make a good advocate." You should email me. <laughs> okay. uh, my email's Mariah M A R I A H H at danvillewcc.org. We would love to have a conversation about Very that. Very good. Right Mariah right. H at danvillewcc.org. Awesome. Annie, what is your story with the Women's Care Clinic? How did you get connected with the WCC? Um, I was a teen mom myself. Okay. I got pregnant at 17. Okay. I spent my whole year, uh, senior year pregnant. Okay. Gave birth a week after my graduation. Wow. Okay. And now my oldest is 17 and a senior. Okay. Wow. So, wow. yeah. So wow. Um, I spent years wondering why. Yeah. And then as my children got older... Um, I went to church with a lady that was at the clinic and so I reached out and I started as a volunteer Okay, and then I became like part-time reception. Yeah. And then I think in a month ago, Mm -hmm. I took a new role as our client advisor. That's awesome. So, um, I just, I wondered why, but God had been preparing me for this time in my life Mm. to share my story and, um, help the women because I came from a really great home. Yeah. So I had that support I needed. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. And we mm. struggled. Landon and I struggled for years, but um, I know a lot of women and I've seen a lot of women, they don't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So they really, um, they just need love. They need yeah. unconditional love and support. Um, and I love it. Yeah. I'm here <laughs> and I awesome. love it. And I love the women and the babies and the staff is pretty great too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I love is you're sharing, um, and again, just getting to know the people at the Women's Care Clinic. Mm-hmm. We had a United States senator this summer, um, and I'm not even going to name her. I, I would like to shame her, honestly, but she <laughs> wanted all. 
crisis pregnancy centers to be mm-hmm. shut down because mm-hmm. she said all you do is try to trick people mm-hmm. and it's a bait and switch and you're not really there to help people mm-hmm. and i hear your story and i know mariah's hard and i mean mm-hmm. even back to bethany hager and others that have served there mm-hmm. i mean that is the exact opposite of mm-hmm. what is happening mm-hmm. at the women's care clinic mm-hmm. And so thank you all for all that you do. Mm-hmm. Mariah, one more time, give us the details of the Walk for Life. Walk for Life, September 24th. Check-in starts at 9.30. Walk starts at 10. And we will see you there with live music, face painting, Royal Donut and Mad Goat. We're excited to see you. <laughs> I hope it's a great day weather-wise for yeah. you all. And that lots of people come out and support you. Thanks for yeah. being with us. We appreciate yeah. you coming in today. And we'll be right back after these messages. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member S. IPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg. And I wish Elizabeth Warren could have yeah. met uh, these two ladies because yeah. that might change her perception yeah. on what is happening at um, you know pregnancy centers all across the Well, you know, we talked United about States. Lizzo earlier. Yeah. And people call Senator Warren Liz. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, my issue is if you want to be pro-choice, you have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. But to disparage every crisis pregnancy center right. just because you want abortion, that is ludicrous. That right. is ridiculous. Right. and. I just think that's as wrong as wrong can be. Right. These gals honestly. are sweet and they're trying to do their yeah. very best to help yeah. moms and dads yeah. and children. I and mean, I think they would yeah. tell you that there's times people come in and talk to them and leave the clinic and sure. make the decision sure. to have an abortion. Sure. You know, and I don't think anyone's excited about that, but we live in America. That's right. We don't live in China. That's right. We don't live in North Korea. That's right. You know, and that's right. I just, yeah, I, um, 
I probably need to repent of some of the things I said off air. <laughs> All right, well, let's just stop the right there. Senator from okay, Massachusetts. so a couple weeks ago, you said, we had uh, Rob Witzel in who yeah. had written a book, and you told me to check back with you because you yes. said you had your own um, dreams of writing a book. Yes. So I put it on my calendar. Let me ask yep. you about your book yep. writing yep. Uh, endeavor. How's I've written, it going? I've written nothing. Okay. I've typed nothing, <laughs> but I've thought a lot about it. Have you? And actually, you know, my wife rarely listens to direct line, yeah. but we were in the car and she did listen to that episode okay. and she said you ought to do that and so there you go so all right so you have marla's support yeah i have her support okay. so i don't know i mean i don't have any update other than i've kind of thought through a structure <laughs> in my mind but again i uh, would like you I, I think you yeah. should at least write down who, who that's what i'm saying like who what outline kings are you talking about yeah outline it you know what Old Testament kings yep. and what current what modern mo- yeah. presidents or leaders? Yeah, do you want me to hold? So hold me. Check? Give me a month. A month. What's a month from today? September twenty nine. Although I don't know that we're going to be live that day because well, we've got an be exciting. Busy. Uh, we're going to be at the prison prison that day. worship day. That's right. And you know that's the day before I leave for Beirut. You have a so, lot going on. I do. You know what? How I about do. this? How about on the plane to Beirut? You take yes. You take a little bit of time and that's you just a great do your idea. outline. Get and then my, when you get uh, back, get my uh, americano. Yeah. And start typing. I think that's what you should do. That's on, a great on idea, the Stephanie. Trip to Beirut. Thank you. All right, Marla and I are idea. not in cahoots together okay. about that. All right. But. Hey, I got to do some history segment, and uh, there's some things that happened this week in history. Two of them happened 25 years ago this week. One is heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. August 31st, 1997, Princess Diana of Wales mm-hmm. dies in a car crash in Paris, mm-hmm. France. At the age of 36, mm-hmm. her wedding back in 1981 was called the wedding of the century mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. 25 years without Princess Di. Yeah, she was one of my heroes. Now, tell I, me why. Tell me why. Well, I mean, I was a young, you know, a young girl when she was married, and it was a fairy tale. I mean, I think all young girls were kind of yeah. taken by that romance story, and it did seem like a fairy tale, but then it quickly went downhill and it was just captivating so yeah yeah. um i mean i remember i was feeding a baby on that sunday morning when i woke up and you know saw the news that she had died and it really sad i mean of course her two young children you just felt terrible for them so um do you uh, remember the details behind the car crash mm -hmm. what was happening they were trying to avoid the paparazzi and she was with her boyfriend uh multi-millionaire right. many times right. over but right. i did not know this you probably did the driver at the mm-hmm. time was under the influence yes. of alcohol yes. i did not know that yep. i don't remember yep. that yep. but here's another thing i didn't know her funeral would take place almost a week later mm-hmm. in london on september 6 mm-hmm. over two billion people mm-hmm. watched her funeral yep. on television i watched it that is an impact i didn't watch it mm-hmm. but um, i didn't mm-hmm. watch the wedding either I so did. and here's the other thing just doing the math that means she got married at 20 yeah, I she did was not young. realize she was that young. I don't he think was he was much, that young. No, he was, was he? older than her. Yeah, I think yeah. he was already in love with somebody else. Yeah, isn't that sad? It is Isn't sad. That so that was an arranged marriage. Is that right? I, Do we I think? think? Pretty much. Yeah? She okay. was to produce an heir, and right. she did. So something else happened that very week yeah. on um, August 29, 1997. <laughs> Netflix launches. Now, are you a Netflix subscriber? Um, I'm on my kid's account. Okay. <laughs> Do you know the story behind Netflix? I, I didn't. No, it's pretty interesting. And again, I don't have the guy's name in front of me, right. 
But he found out that he had a $40 late fee. He rented Apollo 13 at Blockbuster. Now, I was a... Yeah, I, Blockbuster, I yeah. Blockbuster. But I mean, a $40 late fee? Yeah. Wow. And he said, <laughs> I, I won't quote what he said, right. but he basically said there's got to be a better way. Right. And so he and a buddy had sold one of their tech startups, so they had some cash. Yeah. So they launched Netflix. I did not know this. It was not a streaming service in 1997. Okay. It was a still a video rental service. Okay. They had a library of 900 titles <laughs> and you'd get your title in the mail you'd pay a monthly subscription okay. and you had up to seven days to keep that that uh i don't know if it was a dvd or a vhs tape right. at that point and then a couple years later they transitioned to a online right. streaming service right. and today you know they're a monstrosity although i think they are struggling i think they're not doing huh. great necessarily really? yeah i think a lot of your streaming services are struggling because everybody's into streaming uh-huh, you know uh-huh. i think netflix is struggling i think disney is struggling mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. hbo is struggling mm-hmm. and do you think well, they'll ever go back to the days where you go to the like the, the blockbuster and you stand there and pick out your i do not M&Ms think and- i think those days are all done <laughs> it's all over we never did blockbuster we did family video we had the family okay, videos yeah, around yeah, yeah, us yeah, yeah. but i but can- then it went to red box and so yeah. then you're standing yep. outside picking these movies but up. here's the thing i remember <laughs> with family videos this was when my kids were little yeah. and so we would rent uh yeah. you know a vhs yeah. or rent yeah. a dvd and many times we did we lived in the middle of nowhere in uh-huh. chestnut illinois and yeah. many times we'd say oh that video's due back by midnight <laughs> and i'd make a late night run to clinton or a late night run to lincoln yeah. to put a video you know back in the in the bin those are the and good old days it cost me more in gas to drive there and back <laughs> right. than the one dollar right. or two dollar late fee but right. you didn't want the late fee no you didn't you know so anyway well hey do you know anything about the big 10 network 15 years ago, this week, August 30, 2007, the Big Ten Network launches, and it forever changed the college sports landscape. How? Well... What changed? What it ended up happening is they were getting away from ESPN, getting away from CBS, and they mm-hmm. they were starting their own network, so they would have control of basketball games and football games, and they'd be able, for the first time ever, to show you wrestling okay. matches and volleyball yeah. matches. But this last month... The Big Ten finalized, catch this, a seven-year, $7 billion contract for rights in all kinds of different sports. Wow. And so what's happening now is you have universities, they're getting $80, $85 million each year just because they're the University of Indiana wow. or just because they're the University of Illinois. I guess wow. it's Indiana University, yeah. University yeah. of Illinois, yeah. you know, University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it has forever changed the landscape. And the craziest thing about it is you now have schools like UCLA and USC, beacons of West Coast sports. They are dying to get mm-hmm. into the Big Ten. And mm-hmm. it's all about the money. It's crazy how it has changed the landscape and i think it goes back to what happened 15 years ago this week when the big 10 network launched and there were people that said to the commissioner at the time jim delaney you're a fool this will never work Hmm. you know you're going to bankrupt the the big 10 you're going to bankrupt the schools and uh the exact opposite has happened and you so you think it's good well I don't know that I think it's good. Is it but good I, that schools but are I think $85 million? I, I don't know that I think sport? that that's yeah. good, yeah. but I think it forever changed the yeah. college sports sure. landscape. Sure. And I think it will go down. History will look back and say hmm. that was a seminal moment gotcha. in a 
forever change in college Hmm. sports. Hey, last thing. This is a heartbreaker. August 30, 2021, after Hmm. almost 20 years and $800 billion, the war in Afghanistan concludes, and we could not have ended it in a worse way. Was that a year ago? year ago. Wow. I still remember the pictures of Afghans clinging to military (laughs) transport planes as planes take off, and you're thinking to yourself, you idiot, what are you doing? Well, we have no idea what was waiting for them mm-hmm. when the Taliban took over. Right, right. And so I try to not be super political. Mm-hmm. It was a shameful moment yes. in this administration's yeah, history. Right. And I think history will judge harshly. Mm-hmm. And so last thing, we're almost done. My good news moment, my Tuesday morning Bible study's back. We mm-hmm. took a summer break. Oasis is back. We had 62 in the Next Gen Auditorium for our series on That's the Holy awesome. Spirit. Why is it called Oasis? I have no idea. It goes back... <laughs> To the 1980s. Okay. Dave Kennedy, who died this last year, started this Bible study in the 1980s, and they've called it Oasis ever well, since. Well, I guess Oasis And is so a maybe it's your to... spiritual oasis right. from Sunday to Sunday. Maybe. So just a reminder, you want to learn about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Learn with us on Tuesday mornings, 10 a.m., Next Gen Auditorium. And Steph, that's all I've got to say this week. That went fast today. It did. Yeah. Thanks to Mariah that's and right. Annie from the Women's mm-hmm. Care Clinic. Thanks to Garrett mm-hmm. for doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you next week. Slotted Spoon. Cassie's going to be with us. I ate there yesterday. All right. So Mm -hmm. you're listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.